0: Good morning to you. Morning. Philippians 4.4, Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. That's Vernon Watanaparuda's verse that was selected this morning. So Vernon, thank you for sharing that verse. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. God's Word is clear. We are to thank Him in all things and for all things. And I have found that that is the key to understanding God's will for your life. Regardless of what happens, God can be glorified. Amen? He can be exalted. So I praise His name for that truth. Thank you, Pat, and thank you, Karen, Tim, thank you, Tammy, and thank you, Brett. God bless you, brother, for being willing to to share with us all this this time. Well, we are done with the series of Christ of the Book. We finished that series, but I do want to to pick back up where we left off a couple of weeks ago when we were looking at the book of Revelation. Remember, we finished the book of Revelation, and Christ is the one who is worthy, and uh, how that is just magnified and comes out in the book of Revelation. Uh, but we started talking about some things that I believe need to be uh, Brought out more fully, I think we started talking about some things that uh, we need to know about. And pretty much the way it hinges on there for a long time, not here at Bible Fellowship, because we've always taken God's Word literally, but it was the opinion of some that you just can't take the book of Revelation literally, you have to take it figuratively. Well, i got news for you. Well, some of the things that are taking place around the globe today, it's easy to see how many of the things in the book of Revelation is actually going to come to pass. Things that are being reported on the news every single day, things that should cause us to set up, take notice, and be warned as a body of believers who are looking for the rapture, who believe that we are living in the last days, and as we desire to share with our loved ones who do not know the Lord Jesus, that the day is getting near that the Lord is coming for His church, the body of Christ. Now, this morning, I, I'm, I'm not, I don't wanna bring these things out to frighten you, unless it's gonna motivate you to serve the Lord Jesus, then yeah, I wanna frighten you. I don't wanna bring these things up in order to cause anxiety, unless it causes you to take more seriously your calling to be an ambassador for the Lord Jesus Christ. Then yeah, I hope it causes anxiety, I hope it causes concern, I hope it wakes us up to the fact that our days are short. Personally, as we've talked about many, many times, I I believe the rapture is right around the corner. I believe it could happen at any moment. As a matter of fact, I believe it's imminent, which means it could happen at at any second. But uh, this morning when I got out of bed, all the aches and pains (laughs) made me realize that You know, my days are short anyway, and even if I live, you know, to be 50, even if if I live to be older, uh, life, life is short. Life is short. The church, the body of Christ, needs to be informed as to just how close we are. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, Paul is talking to the church there in Thessalonica. And he starts out in this last chapter with his, letter, his first letter to them. And verse 2 says, For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord, that's the tribulation, that's the time of Jacob's trouble, that's the tribulation period, for yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. But you brethren, but you brethren, you're not in darkness that that day should overtake you as a thief; for you are children of light, and the children of the day We are not of the children, nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. Therefore, for they that sleep, sleep in the night, and they that be drunken, are drunken in the night. But let us who are of the day be sober, sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. For God has not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. Deliverance. As we get into this, I want to remind you, as we talk about some of the crazy things that are happening, some of the things that should cause us to go, what? Some of the things that should cause us to scratch our heads and recognize, realize that Satan is alive and well on planet Earth. It should cause us to be concerned about our loved ones, but at the same time know that we are not going to go through the tribulation. So I I want you to get comfortable. I want you to go, oh, okay, good. But not too comfortable. Because there's a lost world that needs to be told that Jesus saves. I want you to keep in mind as we go through some of this Some of these things that are happening fast. Some of these things are happening so fast that but it's almost like they're sneaking up on us. Matter of fact, I'm thinking, you know what? That didn't happen five years ago. That wasn't part of our society and culture ten years ago. Uh, So many things are happening so quickly. As we go through some of these things, I want you to remember something. I'm no scientist. I'm no scientist. I want you to remember that there's much of what I'm going to talk to you about that I don't understand and for sure I can't adequately explain. But I still feel an intense need to share these things with you to try to make sense on the things that are going on, things that are taking place. And after we share all these things, you may say, that man is crazy. I'm going to have to do some of this research on my own good. If you come away thinking I'm crazy and you've got to go check out these facts, hey, That's wonderful, I'm happy, I'm glad. But there is an intense urgency to try to make sense on what's going on. From the push for transhumanism and the discussion concerning post-human, we need to realize what are they talking about that? Because while we're meeting here in a nice comfortable chair, a, a church, while we're with our families and and we're looking forward to Sunday dinner and and we're going to our jobs and we're doing all of these type of things, there is a world out there that's coming all coming up with all sorts of weird and wacky things like transhumanism. As a matter of fact, I, I I think that points to the beast, the Antichrist. Uh, The scriptures talk about as in the days of Noah, when you go back to Genesis 6, and when the sons of God, I think fallen angels, come into the daughters of men, and their offspring are the Nephilim, and every imagination was sinful, there was a disruption, Satan was trying to stop the seed of the woman, trying to stop Christ. The Bible says, as in the days of Noah, there was a transhumanism, there was a post, there was an attempt back then And God's word is very clear that in these last days, just like it was back there. As a matter of fact, I think one of the most interesting things as we look at transhumanism is the fact in the book of Revelation, those who take the mark of the beast, they can't be saved. Those that take the mark of the beast, there's no repentance. They are absolutely, positively doomed. To the second death, to eternal fire. You mean to tell me God is not merciful? God is, there's no grace at that time? When they take the mark of the beast, something, a transformation takes place inside their human body. And there is a change. Just as when the sons of God went into the daughters of men and their offspring were wiped out by the flood, God did that in mercy. I think the same thing is coming, we're going to look at transhumanism. From transhumanism to the the new digital currency that they are starting to force on us. Can't sell or trade. People would say, that can't be, there's no way anybody could ever, that has to be a metaphor for something else, that could never occur. You're talking about enslaving, you talking about control. Once this d- digital currency is completely implemented, and we have a cashless society. And, and again, remind you, we're out of here, right? The rapture. So, whew, can we all say that? Whew, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maranatha. Our Lord comes and, and takes us out. but. From, from the transhumanism to the digital currency to this great reset that they're talking about, the great reset with its globally, financially, uh, fiscally, biologically, m- morally, all the changes that an elitist group are trying to bring about that absolutely, positively excludes the true and living God from their equation. They're talking about all of these type of issues, and we find that mindset, we find these things occurring in the book of Revelation, things that people used to say, well, that can't happen. Well, just turn your TV on for a short period of time, and you will hear about it. This I don't want to. It's so easy to get off on rabbit trails when you're talking about so much of this. But on the way in, Faye was reading something about the FDA just approved. Uh, l- l- How would they put it, Faye? Lab, uh, lab-created meat. Because of global warming and the cows are causing so much of trouble, you can now uh, FDA has approved that they can start manufacturing lab meat from animal cells and packaging it is that not the craziest thing you have ever heard but that's coming that's coming anyway i don't want to get off on that but that that kind of falls into all of these weird and wacky things and if you say you're crazy look it up and then i didn't say it my wife did okay so and <laughs> Uh, she was reading it to me on the way in, and I thought, this is, this is absolutely crazy. But that type of thing is going on. And we are beginning to see how all these events in the book of Revelation will take place. And again, I want to emphasize, church, body of Christ, we're gone. The rapture is our blessed hope. But we need to be warning our folks. Turn with me to Daniel chapter 8, or 7, I'm sorry, Daniel chapter 7, verse 23, then we're going to go to Daniel 8. But Daniel chapter 7, I want to talk to you just a little bit about what the book of Revelation, one of the central characters is the beast, the Antichrist. And what God's Word says about this individual and the world dominance, the control, the impact that he is going to have. And I I want us to start looking at this with the understanding that this world leader over a one world government is going to have this kind of power. Daniel chapter 7, verse 23, thus he said... The fourth beast shall be the fourth kingdom upon earth, which shall be diverse from all kingdoms, and shall devour the whole earth, and shall tread it down, and break it in pieces. So this beast's kingdom is going to be powerful. And the ten horns out of this kingdom are ten kings that shall arise. And another shall rise after them, and he shall be diverse from the first, and he shall subdue three kings." And he shall speak great words against the Most High and shall wear out the saints of the Most High and think to change times and laws, and they shall be given unto his hand until a time and times and the dividing of times, or three and a half years, last part of the tribulation. But the judgment shall sit, and they shall take away his dominion to consume and to destroy it unto the end. And the kingdom and dominion and the greatness of the kingdom under the whole heaven shall be given to the people of the saints of the Most High whose kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and all dominion shall serve and obey him. Look at Daniel chapter 8, verse 23 also. Daniel 8, 23. And in the latter time of their kingdom, when the transgressors are come to the full, a king of fierce countenance and understanding in dark sentences shall stand up, and his power shall be mighty, but not by his own power. You know what the book of Revelation tells us? Who, who, by whose power? Satan's. Who energizes him? Satan. Who does the whole world worship during this time? Satan. I'm going to read that in a second. And he shall destroy wonderfully and shall prosper and practice and shall destroy the mighty and the holy people. Now, when I say destroy uh, wonderfully, that is, that's the King James. Uh, that word wonderfully does not have the same connotation that we think of something as wonderfully. Uh, uh, wonderfully is, is, is in a unique manner here. So that's talking about this beast that's going to be coming, ruling, and reigning. Look at Revelation 13. Now there's so much more we could have gone in there, but we uh, covered there, but we don't have the time, and and we just went through the book of Daniel, and hopefully those of you that attended, uh, you understand what that was all about. But the whole point there is this guy's going to have power. This guy's going to have control. This guy's going to have some might. Look at Revelation 13, 1. And I stood upon the sand of the sea, and I saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven horns and ten, uh, seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his heads the name of blasphemy. And the beast which I saw was likened to a leopard, and his feet were as the feet of a bear, and his mouth was the mouth of a lion, and the dragon gave him his power and his seat and his great authority. And I saw one of his heads as it were wounded to death, And his deadly wound was healed, and all the world wondered after the beast. And they worshipped the dragon. Who's the dragon? Satan. And they worshipped the dragon which gave power to the beast, and they worshipped the beast, saying, who is likened to the beast? Who is able to make war with him? See, that's going to be the world's attitude toward this individual. And there was given unto him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies. And power was given unto him to continue forty and two months, or three and a half years. And he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God. And, and you need to understand, that the tribulation period and all of the things that the, the world is generating and coming up with, and as these powers that be sit in their ivory towers and they imagine these vain things, It's all a direct rebellion against God. We need to keep that in mind. And there was given unto him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies, and power was given unto him to continue 42 months. And he opened his mouth and blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven. And it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And power was given unto him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. There was a time people would say, they've got to take that metaphorically because there's just no way that that could happen. Man, there's a push today to make that very thing happen. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the book of life of the land, The Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. And if any man hath an ear, let him hear. He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. And he that kills with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience of the faith of the saints. And I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth. And he had two horns like unto the Lamb. And he spoke as a dragon." And he exercises all the power of the first beast before him. And he calls the earth and them that dwell therein to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. And he he does great wonders so that he makes fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. And deceives them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast. Saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast which had the wound by a sword and did live. And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. And he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads that no man but might buy or sell save he that had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. And the next verse talks about that is 666. The whole point this morning is to make sure we understand the immense political power and religious power that's all wrapped up in what this beast is going to control and be able to do and how all of the world is going to go skipping merrily along after him he is going to have charisma he is going to come riding like the first seal that's open in the book of revelation Uh, that first seal in, in revelation 6 with them coming in on a white horse and he deceives and, and death follows him and all. But, boy, when he shows up on the scene, everybody's going to think what? Here's the Savior. Here's the Messiah. Here is the one. Let us follow him. And there will be a one-world government that he sits on top of. That one-world government will be supporting a one-world religious system until that one world government decides to destroy the the harlot, which is the city of Babylon, which is the center of that worship. But that's, that's a whole other story. But he sits on that one world government. That's what the book of Revelation is telling us about. And it's going to come down to whose world is it? Whose world is it? Is it the true God of heaven who is our creator, who is our sustainer, who is our savior, or is Satan, is Satan the enemy, the counterfeiter, the great usurper? It's going to come down to the Antichrist who is presenting himself as the true Messiah versus the true Messiah who is the Lord Jesus Christ And his followers, to begin with, during the tribulation, are going to be believing the gospel of the kingdom, that he's coming again, he's going to establish his kingdom, and you've got to believe that the world is fighting against that, and they're embracing this false messiah, this antichrist, who is in charge. And you think, well, how did he get in charge? Not going to take time this morning, but I want you to remember when Christ went into the wilderness, for 40 days and he fasted in 40 days and at the end of that Satan came and he went through the temptation what was one of those temptations Satan took him to a high pinnacle he took him up to a high mountain and he showed him all the kingdoms of the world showed him all the kingdoms of the world and he told this is Satan this is the enemy he told the Lord Jesus if you will bow down and worship me, I'll give you all these kingdoms. Now, the Lord didn't say, who do you think you are? He didn't say, you can't do that. He used the word of God to dispel him. But see, even the Lord Jesus knew that Satan is the God of this world at this point. But that's going to come to a screeching halt. Because see, satan is going to make that offer to this beast to this antichrist and he's going to think well what an offer what an offer yes i'll accept that and all the world's attention all the world's love all the world's hope is going to be centered on him and he's going to have this partner this false prophet who is going to be the spiritual leader and he's going to have certain powers to have all these miracles done, and the, and the world is just going to be so deceived by what they're going to be able to do. Look at Revelation 19.19. 19. Revelation 19.19. 19. Just, just in case you're, you're sitting out there and you're thinking, woe is me, woe is me, what's going to happen? Let me get to the end real quick. Revelation 19, 19, And I saw the beast and the kings of the earth and their armies gather together to make war against him that sat on the horse and against his army. The audacity. But this beast, talk about somebody being deceived. This beast, this false prophet, aligned with Satan, they are going to think we can accomplish our dastardly deed. We can cause the world to worship us. We can control the world. We've just got to get rid of this one that is causing us all the trouble. So they gather at Jerusalem in order to do battle against the Lamb. Well, duh. Big mistake. And the and the be- verse 20, And the beast was taken, and with him the false prophet that wrought miracles before him, with which he deceived them that had received the mark of the beast, and them that worshipped his image. These both were cast alive into the lake of fire, burning with brimstone. And the remnant were slain with the sword of him that sat upon the horse, which, who, which sword pierced out of his mouth, and all the fowls were filled with their flesh. Verse 16, It tells us who he is. He is the king of kings. He is the Lord of lords. He wins, folks. He wins. And you can rest with assurance. So as the world is imagining vain things, as they're coming up with all sorts of weird and wacky things, we need to understand who, who wins. And again, wasn't that long ago that the world was saying things like, well, this can't happen. You can't have a global currency. You can't have a one-world government. You can't have a one-world religion. You can't. You can't. You can, there's no. There, the world's just not going to stand for And Besides, the Bible says, Revelation says, every eye is going to see him. That can't happen. That he's going to deceive the whole world by something that they're, that's put on a screen and they. Well, how, how are you going to How are you going to do that? I, I can contact somebody right. Well, I can't right now because I left my phone upstairs. But if I had my phone, I could contact somebody in Australia right now and ask them how they're doing you can even facetime with them (laughs) that's a piece of cake now the technology has advanced so quickly that it is mind-boggling and all of these things are not just to be taken as as metaphors let me give an example And never underestimate the power of God. We trust in Him. But never underestimate the evil genius of man either, okay? Remember the Tower of Babel? When they that, back, 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 Tower of Babel? And they built the Tower of Babel, and the Lord said, Let's go down and we're gonna confuse our language. Because if we let them continue nothing shall be withheld from them. I think that's interesting too, and that needs a little bit more investigation as to the the genius of man and what they were able to even do back then. But this global currency, why that'll never happen, it's impossible. The Bible says you can't buy or sell without the mark of the beast Reuters reporting July 24th 2023 wasn't that long ago there's a company by the name of open ai it's owned by a guy by the name of sam altman he has created a device using AI, which is artificial intelligence, which, by the way, there are powerful people really pushing uh, AI. We talked a few weeks ago about the fact that they're wanting to use AI to write a new Bible. Not just rewrite the Bible, but write a new Bible based on man's morality today <laughs> uh, that would be frightening but anyway that's that's what they're working but china is coming up with a new bible they're rewriting their own bible and they don't mind you saying thou shalt have no other gods before before me uh uh as long as the god is the state and marxism Lenin. they say that they're they're changing the whole bible in order to, to combat the scriptures, because people are wanting a Bible, and they're going, they're, okay, here, we'll give you a Bible. That's, that's interesting. But anyway, this, this Sam Altman has come up with a device where he says, people will be supercharged by AI's massive economic implications to provide a digital passport. The main purpose of this. Well, here I'll just read that. S- skeptics are watching as Open AI CEO Sam Altman, Venture World WorldCon announces its launch this Monday. The Berlin and San Francisco-based uh, Tools for Humanity unveiled. That's easy to read. Uh, yeah. Uh, together with its own cryptocurrency token WLD, with a promise, with a, thank you, with a promise of a cryptographically secured proof of personhood, and Worldcon seeks to distinguish between people from AI bots, setting the foundation for potential universal basic income or UBI's distribution. That's a world cu- currency. It does so by introducing its unique hardware, the orb, a silver orb roughly the size of a bowling ball that performs iris scans to confirm the user's humanity. Now folks, this is not science fiction. This is science. And There's the orb. Sam Altman's eyeball scanning global ID system WorldCom launches, you go stick your eyes there And it tells you, nope, you're a robot. And then then this, uh, what's it called, Charles? Uh, Broad links, broad chinks, broad some, huh? What is it called? Yeah, yeah. and that's where he gathers all the information, and all your information is safe because it's on a worldwide, by the way, the reason they call it the World Wide Web Is because that's exactly what we're caught up in, folks. You realize that, if you just think of a gigantic spider web, and we are all little bugs caught up in that, and and it's that's what's going on. But anyway, so uh, that they're they're using that to to capture all uh, yeah uh, blockchains block yeah blockchains blockchains is what it's called to store all of this information. So. Feel safe. Right. But this orb is going to check your iris to make sure that you are a human being. The technology is there for them to control you the way that it seems as if what God's Word is telling us we're going to be controlled. And it's tied to this universal basic income, get paid in UBI's, Aren't you glad we're going to be gone? Aren't you glad we're going to be gone? All of this is underway. Already, uh, uh, Amazon. Courtney sent me this this week. See, that's the good thing. I get stuff from Courtney. I get stuff from Linda. I get stuff from Kevin. I get stuff from Charles. Keep it coming because you'll hear about it. But Amazon releases a new cashless pay for pay. Buy palm technology. Go to World Foods. Is that where it is? World Food? Whole Foods. Huh? Whole Foods. Whole Foods. And you want to pay? You just run your hand over it. Beep, beep, beep. I don't know if, if you don't have any money. You might not do that. But wouldn't that be embarrassing? Oh, I, I know I've got it. Oh, use my other hand. So, I. but that... <laughs> But just the technology is there. If you go to a baseball game in Denver at uh, the baseball field there, you you go up to concession, you want to get a Coke, beep, 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 you just run your hand over it. All of that is coming. Uh, And Amazon is the one who's putting that together. Panera Bread Company, they are going to this also. There's the up-and-coming brain microchips that are embedded just under the skin. Folks, this is not me making this stuff up. Well, there's uh, Amazon talking about their just wave the palm. But here is this, uh, CBS was reporting about this, this brain microchips, its mind-control prosthesis, and RFID chips or radio frequency ID how they work I don't hey I still don't understand how clap on clap off works I mean I, that still confuses me I don't I don't know how that works I certainly don't understand this but these RFID chips that unlock doors or your computer password that, that chip that is going to be put in your head, that you just think it, and your computer picks it up. Your computer goes, Oh, here it is. You don't want to worry about ever forgetting your password again. And the world applauds. The world thinks, Oh, isn't that great? And, and don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. There's nothing evil about a chip. There's nothing evil about an orb, but there is something evil about mankind. That's where the rub comes in. It's how that's used against the purpose of God and in such an ungodly fashion to bring about the world dominance and, and take the world away from who the true and living God is. Uh the company MGH and Draper Labs recently developed a tiny device that can be implemented under a patient's skull. And electrodes would record neurological data and then the device could be programmed, programmed to deliver tailored therapy to the brain. To treat psychiatric disorders and to help an individual unlearn. Boy, if that doesn't send up flags and bells and whistles and red lights, I don't know what does. So you ask me why I think the rapture of the church is close, folks. It's there. The science is there. Or evil to take control and to do whatever it is that they are wanting to do and, and this this one company that puts the brain chip in they they even boast about your, your that, that chip if you have bad dreams they can fix that or if you want what do you want to dream about you just sort of code that in at night. Does that sound weird or is it just me? Well, okay. Don't answer that question. But the point of it is the science, the technology is here to do that. The brain, that chip would be used to control your spending and for behavior modifications. This is their words, it's not my words, this is their words. Open AI, according to this sound guy, says evolution, this is all is evolution and hyperdrive, enhancing the human condition through applied reason and new technology. And now, enter the push for transhumanism, or post-humanism, or biological uplift. It's the next phase in the evolutionary process according to the vision of transhumanism, transhumanist. They have a vision for a transformed future humanity, a belief that the human race can evolve beyond its current physical and mental limitations through science and technology. You know what they say the goal is? is this transhumanism and trying to fix what ails us and and change this and change that and and you know what their goal is eternal life that's them that's not that's that's to to do away with death they're not wanting to cure diseases they're wanting to cure death that's not me saying it that's their goal that's what they're saying their ultimate goal is and the world applauds and you may say well there's nothing wrong with that but whose job is it to provide eternal life it's not a government you know I'm I'm perfectly happy with the eternal life that I'm getting and I'm going to live forever Transcend, transcend biology, <laughs> transcend biology through technology. It's got a nice ring to it, but boy, the dangers of that. And with all the genetic modifications, changing the DNA through gene therapy, and this—maybe you've heard of this mRNA vaccine. I think wasn't it just a few years ago there was this COVID stuff and. This vaccine mandate and, and they were trying to force this jab on a lot of people. Anybody remember that? Well, this gene modification or gene editing is what they call it, is a genetic manipulation in which a living organism, organism's genomic DNA is deleted, inserted, replaced, or modified. Now, don't ask me to explain that. But aren't you glad the rapture is right around the corner? Don't you feel a real sense to share with your loved ones that Jesus saves and you want them to go up in the rapture? And These vaccines, mandates that they continue to come up with, contains who knows what they can't even tell you what these vaccines contain what ingredients and what about molecular nanotechnology and what actually gets embedded I that we need to get somebody here one of these days to share some of these things that really can point out these and and, and tell you what, What's going on in a manner in which you can go, oh yeah, I can understand that now. Right now, I just want to make sure you know that world science, biblical truth is coming together. Even so, come quickly, Lord Jesus we're their folks and again we're not opposed to science not opposed to anything that's going to help control Parkinson or thoughts of suicide but the main premise of transhumanism is the biological evolution will eventually be overtaken by advancing the genetic that's the DNA molecule uh, modification the wearables, that's things like contact lens that you can take a picture with so you can tell if somebody's, if they're winking at you, they're taking your picture. And hearing aids, that that's what they're working on. If you don't believe me, ask Lee and Aaron. They can they can tell you. not Not that you can buy those at Clarkson yet. Don't run down to Clarkson to get them yet. Hearing aids. You say, "Hey, I want to go to Spain with Brett, but I don't speak Spanish." It doesn't matter. You can get hearing aids that you walk up and you say, "Hi, how are you?" and they say, "Cómo está usted?" And you—that's the only thing I ever remember from Spanish class. What did I say, Brett? He he can't even. Yeah, how are you? The only thing I ever remember. But there are hearing aids where somebody speaks. You can, you can answer them back. And you know what they said now. Anyway, or at least you can understand them. But anyway, the, the, this, this, is, this is a transhumanism is a biological evolution that will eventually be overtaken by advancing the genetic wearables and implantable techniques or technology, that's the chips, that artificially expedites the evolutionary process, and the end of it is involuntary death. That's our, our, the ceasing of involuntary death. In other words, they rejected in the beginning God created, the heavens and the earth, and everything's been evolving, and this next step in transhumanism is going to take us from our bi- biological evolutionary process which I happen to believe that God created the heavens and the earth in six literal days. And it's not been an evolutionary process to bring that about, but they do. But they want to hurry it up. They want to hurry that evolutionary process up. Scientists today are advocating to end humanity's reliance on our congenital bodies by transforming our frail 1.0 bodies into more durable 2.0 versions. They're already thinking in those terms. And folks, when you consider all the hostility and the hatred toward God that we see today, when you see all the worshiping of the creature more than the creator, when you understand the absurd challenges of what is true, the ridiculous expectations to accept abnormality as normal. And by the way, this whole gay pride, this entire not sure which pronoun to call, to use, whether you're a dog or a cat, See, all of that fit, this transhumanism where you lose your identity, that's all part of the game plan. I am convinced. That's all part of the agenda. That's all part of their plot. Well, whose plot? Well, I just read to you that it causes the whole world to worship Satan. See, folks, we're there. We're there. The world's condition plus biblical prophecy equals our soon meeting in the air. And as I started out a while ago, 1 Thessalonians says that we're to comfort one another with these words. That the Lord's coming for us. And we can rejoice in that truth. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 13. Real quick in closing. 1 Corinthians 15. So, what needs to be our response to all the stuff that's going on? Look at 1 Corinthians. Sixteen, not fifteen. 1 Corinthians sixteen, verse thirteen. What needs to be our response? Church, body of Christ. Verse thirteen. Watch. Watch. We need to be aware of what's going on. Don't be fooled by it. Stand fast in the faith. Quit ye like men. In other words, be strong, be courageous. Do you know why there's been such an attack on masculinity? I, I We're not even going to go there today. But the attack on masculinity is so that today's man won't stand up against this type of stuff, but will surrender to it. So what God's Word tells us to do, is to stand fast in the faith to be brave like men be strong and as you do all of that verse 13 or verse 14 says let all things be done with love we don't get angry we don't get bitter we don't get hostile although there are times But we share with a world that is so desperate. What, what this says, what this tells us, is that the world is desperate. Let's stand and be dismissed this morning. And if you don't know the Lord Jesus as your Savior, let me urge you by faith to believe that Christ died for you. He was buried, He rose again. Believe the gospel. By faith, accept this gift. Of eternal life that God offers to all who believe. There are no works you can do. You can't earn it. There's nothing you can do except believe that what happened on Calvary's cross was a payment in full for your sin, and God offers eternal life to you, and he does it on the basis that the tomb is empty. Let's pray. Father, we come before you this morning. We thank you for your word. Father, we thank you for how it just shines such a bright beacon on the acts and works of men that there's no excuse for us not to know what's going on. Father, all this is not sneaking up on the church, the body of Christ. Father, we just choose to stick our head in the sand and ignore what's going on. Father, help us to be bold. Help us to be courageous. Help us to do what is pleasing in your sight as we stand and by faith trust you. We thank you, Father, for that blessed hope, that glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. And Father, until you come, May we remain faithfully preaching, teaching, witnessing until you call us home. And we pray all these things in Christ's holy and most precious name. Amen.